0: Today on Family Talk. Well, hello everyone, and welcome to Family Talk. I'm Roger Marsh. On today's broadcast, you'll hear the second installment of Dr. James Dobson's interview with Mark Hancock. Mark is the CEO and founder of Trail Life USA, which has been in existence for over four years now. Mark Hancock decided to create this organization to give parents a Christian choice for their kids who want to be involved in outdoor ministry. On today's broadcast, we'll hear Dr. Dobson discussing with Mark Hancock the poor decisions that the Boy Scouts of America have made recently. We'll also discuss how trail life really does grow and develop a boy's spiritual walk with God through their program. Let's listen now to part two of this interview that we've titled, Tools of the Trail, The Path to Manhood, right here on Dr. James Dobson's Family Talk.
1: Mark, I wish we could kind of summarize what we've said so far because there are a lot of people listening to us today uh, who didn't hear the program last time. Mm -hmm. But uh, the essence of it is that Boy Scouts of America has been in operation for over 100 years, I guess. A long, long time. And uh, it has kind of, uh, in our view, lost its way Mm -hmm. uh, because it was decidedly Christian in the early days, but more recently, they have begun allowing homosexual boys to become members, That more importantly, they have allowed uh, scoutmasters to um, uh, take that responsibility, even though they were themselves homosexual. And now transgendered boys have begun taking their place there. And there are an awful lot of parents who are not comfortable with that. Then the scouting organization, BSA, has lost how many boys?
2: You know, I really don't know. They have a number of ways of reporting their their numbers, but we do know that it's been a significant... Number, I believe over the, the last 15 years, the official numbers say close to 900,000.
1: I have in front of me a report showing that on May eleventh, two 2017, the Mormon church began pulling older teens from Boy Scouts programs, approximately 330,000 Mormon youths. The church said the move was made to shift focus to spiritual, social physical and intellectual goals outlined by the church. So uh, your organization is not the only one that's concerned about what they're seeing. Your purpose is not to get into a war with the Boy Scouts, as I understand it. It is to offer an alternative.
2: Absolutely. Dr. Dobson, I really believe that a program like Trail Life USA was in God's heart a long time before we came along and initially about 50 percent of our troops were formerly boy scouts of america troops now we're finding that churches that never chartered an outdoor organization program in their church are embracing trail life usa they look at that and they say that that's something we want i we see how that can help our church grow we see how that can change our community we see that that's not just growing that boy or that's just not giving him a good opportunity but it's actually furthering the gospel and so a lot of churches are embracing the trail life usa program even though they had no interest in scouting beforehand
1: now if i'm a, a single mom or uh, have a husband who is interested in and reaching out to my son in this way, and there's not a trail life available around us, what do I do?
2: Well, at our, at our website, traillifeusa.com, there's a map, a national map, that shows where all the troops are located, and you can click on those little dots, and it'll show you uh, how to contact that troop in your local area. If there's not one close, there's also another tab that says start a troop, and it takes five adults, normally chartered by a church, and you would approach the, the institutional head of that church, the pastor, the priest, whoever is leading that organization, and we would work with you uh, in helping that troop get up and running. What we're finding is people are starting troops and they're uh, estimating – we asked them at the beginning, about how many boys do you think you'll be serving? And we find that within three or four months, they're serving about twice that many. Mm. <laughs> so they're underestimating the impact that they'll have. But once they get the program in place, uh, the boys are coming out of the woodwork. So
1: compared to when you were here two years ago, uh, you have far more participants.
2: We do. We have more participants. And, of course, our troops, you know, two years ago, we were only a year old. And our troops are much better trained at this point. You know, uh, it is an outdoor program, and if they've come out of an outdoor program, they're somewhat familiar with how they work. But like I said, a lot of our troops have never had camping experience or outdoor kind of experiences. So we've been spending the last couple of years not so much focused on our growth. In fact, we call this year, 2017, the year of training. And we've been focused on taking the troops that we have and getting them trained. We just finished an eight-city tour where we took staff members and we went out. To our troops in eight cities and called them together, met with I think over 700 leaders from around the country and sharing with them the principles of how to be uh, successful in, in, in the ministry of trail life. When
1: you began thinking about uh, taking these kids out into the wilderness or into the outdoors area, uh, there are four things you said they need. What are those four?
2: Well, we, we like to talk about the things that you're going to put in your backpack if you're going to go on, on a journey. You need a compass. You need to know what direction you're going in. And we would say that our compass is the direction that we give through our Christ-centered focus. It's our oath and our motto and what everybody uh, agrees to. That's going to keep you on course. That's going to get you to where you're going. You need a flashlight. You know, we're in a very dark world. There's a lot of evil around us. There's a lot of fear and these boys have, the different things that they hear, and the way that our culture has just become so aggressive towards one another. But we have the Word of God. We promise in the Word of God, and the promises in the Word of God are the flashlight. And then, of course, you also need a map if you're going to go somewhere. And the map in Trail F USA is what it is we provide as far as adult leaders who have been down that road already. And they've kind of lined it out. They say, I know where this path leads. And they can provide a picture of what it is that the boy's going into. That brings a lot of peace and comfort to a young man if he's encountering the outdoors and he knows that that man has been there before him. It's the same way in life. If he's encountering challenges in life, what does it mean to go from junior high to high school? What does it mean to go through puberty? What does it mean to to go off to college? What does it mean to be pondering a relationship? If we have Christian men who can speak into the boys' lives and lead them to those things, they are a guide on that journey for that young man, both a map and a guide.
1: Do you bring a Bible?
2: Absolutely. In fact, we tell the boys, you know, you want to have your handbook, which is going to tell you how to survive in the outdoors and what it is that you need to do in order to Uh, Pursue Your Growth and Trail Off USA. Lots of wonderful principles in there. Many of them, you would be familiar with them because you've been talking to us about them for 40 years. (laughs) And then also uh, we tell them they need to have their handbook and they need to have their Bible. And honestly, those two books, it'll take them all the way to being a good father, a a good husband, and a good citizen.
1: All right, don't
2: you often say they also need a mountain? They need a mountain. Boys need a challenge. You know, if you're you're just, impressed that I remember <laughs> that. <laughs> boys need a mountain. They need a challenge. And I think that boys are under-challenge. And I think that if we fail the youth of today, it won't be because we over them. It will be because we under them because they don't have a chance to succeed to take on something difficult. And we carry that into our adult lives, those experiences. I know I'm getting ready to send its son off to college, and I talked with him about this last week. I said, remember when I took you to kindergarten, and we sat outside that door, and I got down on my knees in front of you, and I said, now you're gonna go, you were a little bit afraid of going into that room, but we talked about the things that you had done before that you were brave about. And you'd say, okay, Dad, I'm ready to go in there now. Mm-hmm. So, well, in your entire life, young men are going to face those things they are heading into something new. And if they have the experience of climbing that mountain, of accomplishing something difficult, of course, it's a safe environment. We make sure that they're entering with an adult that knows what's what's going on and that they're properly trained. Our program starts at kindergarten, and, and it's teaching them skills from kindergarten. So they're ready for that experience of, being, uh, of taking on some of these challenges.
1: Now, what kind of spiritual dimension uh, is incorporated into the camping experience? You talk about the Lord around the campfire? Uh, is there a
2: devotional time do you pray together well we like to talk about it like carrot cake if you eat a piece of carrot cake you're going to get carrot throughout the whole thing you're not going to get big hunks of carrot Mm -hmm. but there's going to be carrot in every bite and that's how christ is infused in our program whether it's a trail badge where they're working on rope work or godly values or home maintenance or first aid or christian heritage you're going to find christ in there you're going to find the gospel message in there and then the more obvious areas are where our troop meetings start and end with prayer uh, usually led by one of the boys uh, and then of course out camping a lot of our troops will have a sunday morning service a lot of troops will rush back to get to their own church on sunday but they'll usually have some sort of a campfire devotional kind of experience but uh, because troops are individually chartered and we work we're transdenominational, we have a lot of denominations that charter our troops the flavor in that troop is going to be as different as the flavor in a sunday morning service we rally around our statement of faith and our statement of values and our statement of faith is very simple but very clear it talks about the the trinitarian god it talks about jesus role the holy spirit's role god's role we rally around that and then we have a statement of values that talks about things like purity and integrity and stewardship and service and so we rally around those points but those of course will have a different flavor and we'll be walked out in different ways from yeah. troop to troop
1: some of the more meaningful spiritual experiences of my teen years were in a camping setting mm-hmm. there's something about that
2: there is there is, and we hear that all the time, even the men in our program, and they, and they want to repeat that. They want to pass that, that on. They want other boys to have the experience that they had as young men at a summer camp or in the outdoors with their family.
1: Yeah. All right. Now, let's talk about your standard. Okay. Uh, this is really interesting, and this is a place where I wish we had cameras that would help people visualize what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Boy Scouts has merit badges. right? And when they reach a certain point of proficiency, they get a, a badge and that is attached to their shirt. Right? right? right. It's sewn you,
2: on to their sash.
1: Yeah, you don't do that, but you do something that I think is even more clever. Tell us about
2: well, it. Well, we love what it is, and it's for our older boys. Around the sixth or seventh grade, they cross over in our program called the Navigators. And at that time, they start tracking their advancements. We have a very robust advancement program that starts at kindergarten. But around fifth, sixth grade, they start tracking their advancements on what we call the standard. And the standard is a staff or a walking stick. And ours is actually made for us. It's, it's cherry wood. It's imported three-and-a-half-year-old sapling that's been harvested just for us. Mm. And they nail these metal trail badges to the standard. And there's 15 required trail badges, and that takes about all the real estate on the standard. But I, I have the one here, and it's just a beautiful symbol. We imagine that boys, years from now, you'd walk into a home of a, of a trailman, and then you'll see the standard in the corner of a room or above a mantle or something like that on display because it is that type of a display, but it's a very manly symbol. And at that time, at that critical point in that boy's life, the 12, 13 years old, the program that, that I've seen over and over again, troops do, is they will award that boy that standard kind of as a, a rite of passage for that young man. And I love it. I've seen it done where there will be a bucket at the front of the room and it will have these standards in the bucket. And the father will go up with the son and the father will choose a standard from that bucket and present it to his son. And in that transfer, he's saying to his son so many things. I'm acknowledging that you're crossing over. And that's just a beautiful symbol. And then that standard becomes the thing where he carries all of his awards. His trail badges are nailed to that standard. And then at the top of the standard uh, is a brass, a solid brass piece about an inch and a half tall that's the Freedom Award. The Freedom Award is the highest award in Trail Off USA. It's awarded to the boys who go above and beyond, and they are the the cream of the crop in Trail Off USA.
1: It's about five feet tall. About that. And it's a blank, like it's right. does not have the awards on it. Mm-hmm. And yet, once they put those gold, kind of a medallion right. on there, they really are something to value, aren't they?
2: Absolutely, it's becoming his. And you could tell a story by it. The boy can go down and he can tell a story about who you're, how you're in those different badges. And then we have hundreds of elective badges that uh, they're actually tied to the standard with paracord. <clears throat> and those elective badges are laser cut. Olive wood discs that come from family in Bethlehem makes those for us. So we think there's a lot of significance to that that they're, they're attaching those to their standard, and that's how they kind of customize it because there's hundreds of elective badges that, that they choose from and they add to their standard.
1: How long does it take to fill that standard up?
2: Well, typically you're going to see a young man uh, achieving his freedom award at 17 or 18 years old. Very difficult to get any, any sooner than that. There's certain hurdles that they have to, have to cross before they can do that. But there's a lot of Give me involved. an
1: example of one of those.
2: Well, the Horizon Award is the equivalent. If you're familiar with Boy Scouts, our Horizon Award is similar to the Eagle uh, Award. And it just takes a while to get that. You have to accomplish a certain number of badges, and and we time them out. You can't rush through them. We appreciate the value of mastering a badge rather than just checking off a box and moving on. So it takes them some time to do this uh, when they do it right. And so you're talking about ninth or tenth grade, maybe when they're getting the Horizon Award. And once they earn the Horizon, then they are free to begin work on their their Freedom Award, which involves uh, a project, a service project to the community. There's a faith element. Um, we call it the majors and minors program. They have to get some majors and some minors in different areas. So it gives them a broad range of interests.
1: Majors and minors being like college. Uh, credit. Burrus Yeah, yeah, yeah
2: we, we, we use that language. A major would be something similar to a, a week-long event, like maybe a missions trip would get them a major, or maybe a, a project or some sort of commitment to do something that takes that amount of time with the major. And then they have to get minors too, but they have to get them in different, what we call frontiers, or different areas of interest. and That's how we help the boy be uh, well-rounded, because he's not just focusing on, let's say, heritage, or on hobbies, or on... Um, sports and fitness, but he has to get these majors and minors in different frontiers so that he has a more, more broad experience. Maybe he had no interest in outdoor skills, but he decides he's going to get a minor in outdoor skills, and that broadens his involvement.
1: Now, how early can a kid get into
2: this program? Trail of USA begins in kindergarten, and it's in the Woodlands Trail Program.
1: So it's not separated cubs and scouts? No, it's not.
2: It's not. And I think that that's really a remarkable thing. When when, when we looked at the structure of the program, because we wanted leadership, and character and mentorship to be focused we wanted the boys to be together like a one room schoolhouse yeah but they do break out into their own programs but there's the opportunity for the older boys to mentor the younger boys it's not a program where they go at some point and then they transfer over and change a uniform and go to something else they start in the same uniform they start with the same title of a trailman if you're kindergarten you're a trailman if you're 90 years old and you're an adult leader you're a trailman so they are trailmen through the whole program but the woodland's trail is kindergarten through fifth grade. And they develop in a different way because they don't have their standards yet. They use uh, patches that are adorned with branches they don't have, and stars. They don't, have they don't get the... their standard. They're not, re- they're not quite ready <laughs> for that. There is some level of maturity if you're going to carry a big stick around. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. The, but they work on things. They work in what we call branches. And the focus would be things like heritage, values, life skills, sports and fitness, hobbies. Uh, Science and technology, outdoor skills, and and inside those things, they're working on things like Christian heritage. They're talking about founding fathers, armed forces, godly values, how to serve your community. These are kindergarten through fifth grade, they're learning these things. Truthfulness, integrity, we're focusing on those those types of lessons. First aid, uh, simple tools and machines, about astronomy, rocketry. And all these things that that boys enjoy. And then, of course, there's the normal outdoor skills that you would expect, which would be rope work and orienteering and camping and hiking and edge tools and fire safety. So there's all sorts of things that the boys are working on. And they're, it's a very robust awards program. They're, they're earning these pins and these stars that they get to put on their – on a patch that hangs on their uniform. And then they move over to the older boys program, that's when they get the standard and they start to adorn that with the trail badges. And that goes all the way up through 18 years of age and the highest award is the Freedom Award.
1: Mark, one subject that means a lot to me uh, because there's so much misunderstanding about it has to do with the differences between boys and girls. I mean, it is still a cultural campaign by women to denigrate boys and men. And and boys often feel left out of that understanding. And it goes clear back to the late 60s when the women's movement was so hostile to husbands and fathers and men. Yeah. But it's, it carries down. If you watch sitcoms on television, mm-hmm. The man or the boy is usually the fool.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, That's the message that's been given. You don't think boys understand that they're being disrespected mm-hmm. and assaulted there? And so our purpose here and yours is not to be disrespectful to women. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I mean, you know, Jesus was the first one to really hold women up in Mm -hmm. high regard. So Mm -hmm. it is not to pit males and females against each other, but it is to elevate one another and recognize the value of one another. Mm -hmm. Girls should be valued for what they do and who they are, but so should boys. And I'm telling you, boys get the short end of that stick.
2: It seems like the boys do get the short and the stick and that what came out of the 90s in order to make some adjustments on behalf of the girls, which they need. They, they needed those adjustments. And that kind of tame the boy approach where we began to structure even our churches, our schools, everything as places that really favored girl-type behavior, sit still, be quiet. That tame the boy approach has had a horrible effect. When you look at the numbers, even the Department of Education in 2009, the report that they released, boys are three times more likely to be enrolled in special education. Because we look at their behaviors and we think there's something wrong with them where they're just being boys. They're four times more likely to be diagnosed with ADHD. High school girls outnumber boys two to one when you look at the top 10 senior rankings. And the census, the latest census numbers show that there's more young men living at home than ever before since the census was started in 1960. Boys, they're losing out, and they're not developing as strong, capable men because we're not letting them fully be boys. We're not releasing them to be boys to recognize that that thing that we're identifying as, as ADHD. I know there are some legitimate cases, but. A lot of that is just them them being boys they need to move around they need they need to be active yeah. you know and, and that's a beautiful thing they'll develop a strong capable men if we can let them have uh, more of those kind of experiences as boys
1: okay Mark uh, we've come to a good point now uh, because there are people listening to us that say that sounds good mm-hmm. I want to get my boy involved in this for that matter mothers and, and fathers of daughters will want to look into American heritage. Girls. That's a great program, too. It really is. We're not here to talk about it today, but we've done it numerous times on Family Talk, and we'll do it again uh, because we need both programs. Mm -hmm. Today, we're talking about boys. Trail Life USA. All right, tell parents how they can find you, and tell pastors and board members of churches and leaders of churches, how they can get in touch with you.
2: Okay, and I'd also love to also appeal to men who are looking to mentor young men. You go to traillifeusa.com, and there's plenty of information there. They can click on Find a Troop, and it'll open up to a map that shows where troops are locally, if a parent's looking to get their son involved or if a man is looking to get involved in a troop to mentor young men and then they can also start a troop if there isn't one nearby. And uh, and we immediately put them in connection with either a volunteer or a staff member that helps them go through the process of starting a troop in their their local church. What's it gonna cost? There's a fee for uh, churches chartering. It's three hundred and twenty-five dollars for the first year, and then it goes down to one ninety-five in the second year.
1: Not for individual no, troops. No, that's, that's for
2: the church to start to charter the troop. Okay. And then there's a twenty-six-dollar annual fee for for members. But most of the troops have fundraisers, and they offset the expense of the troop by by doing fundraisers.
1: Uh, you find this rewarding?
2: Oh, no, it's it's what I was built for. When I look back over everything that I've done. Uh, I'm amazed that I get to sit in the seat that I'm in working with the people that I work with, both on staff. And we have over 7,000 volunteers around the country who, like I said earlier, that Trailmen are the best men I know, and I get to be around these men who care about Mm -hmm. boys, who care about future generations, who recognize the importance of the gospel, who recognize the importance it is to give a boy permission to live a little bit dangerous, to get outside of his comfort zone, try something he hasn't tried before, and to grow along with other boys in Christian fellowship and to be mentored by godly men. That's a powerful thing. When I think about what I'm doing, I recognize how it's benefited my own sons. But as you know, when you talk about legacy, Dr. Dobson, Mm. there's a time that you turn back and you say, I've got a responsibility towards other people's sons, too. So I will continue working at at what it is that I'm doing until until the Lord takes me in a different direction.
1: Thank you for caring for the nation's boys.
2: Thank you, Dr. Dobson.
1: And uh, you will take kids into your program who are not Christian. Mm Mm-hmm and hope to win them to Christ.
2: Absolutely, we will.
1: Appreciate you being back with us after only two years. We don't do that very often, but it is good to have you here and give your family my love and regards and let's do it again.
2: Thank you, Dr. Dobson.
0: A great option for Christian parents who want their young boys to learn more about God through his creation. I'm Roger Marsh, and you've been listening to Dr. James Dobson's Family Talk and Dr. Dobson's interview with Mark Hancock of Trail Life USA. Now remember, if you missed the first part of this interview, you can listen to it by going to our website at drjamesdobson.org. Simply click on the broadcast link at the top of the page. Once you are there, you will also have access to every program we've ever recorded here at Family Talk since our inception in 2010. While you're online with us, won't you consider giving to the Ministry of Family Talk? As you know, the family today is under serious assault, and we need your help to reach hurting families throughout the world. Your tax-deductible financial contributions help us do just that. You can make your donations securely by going online to drjamesdobson.org. If you prefer, you can call us toll-free at 877-732-6825. Please know how much we appreciate your gifts, your prayers, and your support. Again, that toll-free number is 877-732-6825. I'm Roger Marsh. Thanking you for listening today and reminding you to join us again tomorrow for another edition of Dr. James Dobson's Family Talk. Family talk is not associated with focus on the family.